fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market laissez-faire capitalist society allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right it is. Welcome into the show. It is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. It is a midweek celebration, the best day of the entire week. I don't care what anybody says. I don't like calling it hump day, but I think it's the midweek, the pre-pre-Friday, the post-post-Monday, however you want to look at it. We are on the downtrend. It's only downhill from here. Welcome into the show, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station, all over the country, radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening. We appreciate you very, very much. Today, your Millennial General reporting for duty. We are going to be the most serious on this program we have ever been in our entire life. (laughs) No, uh, actually, no, I don't really know. We'll see how the the show flows today. we got a lot to talk about, lots to get to today. Bottom of the hour, Congressman Bob Latta from the 5th Congressional District of Ohio. He'll be joining us as we chat with him about once a month. We'll get the latest out of Washington, D.C. We'll do a one-year recap on the Biden administration with him, what they're working on with the Democrats, and some of the other shenanigans that are going on in D.C. So we'll get that update from the congressman here in just a little bit. I don't know if you heard the big news today. I guess it's our big breaking trending news for the day. What's trending today? I don't know if it's really the breaking news, but it is definitely interesting news. As there was rumor that Nancy Pelosi would say that she is retiring and stepping down after this uh, session and that she would just kind of go away. That would be really, really nice. That doesn't seem to apparently be the case as she has officially announced as of either last night or today that she is officially running again for re-election in the midterm elections of 2022. Now... Get it? She wants to not lose the power. She's a very crazy power control freak, and she loves to not give up that power. And even with her own family, it's like, yeah, you don't mess with Grandma Pelosi. She'll like do really bad things to you. So her family's scared of her. The Democrats are terrified of her. The glares that she gives to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and the rest of the B squad is hilarious to watch during some of the uh, big, you know, the State of the Union, if we would actually have a State of the Union address. It's really fun to watch that. But at the age of, eight, what is it, 81 years old? She has announced that she is officially running again, saying, quote, while we have many, uh, while we have made progress, much more needs to be done to improve people's lives. Now, here's the big part is that her number one donor for the campaign of 2021 is Depends. <laughs> See what I did there? Being 81 years old, being in office for like, I don't know, 30, 40 years, whatever it is. Here's the sad part about that joke. Let's be honest. I asked uh, one of the guys here at the radio station about it. I was like, hey, how should I do this joke? And I kind of laid it out for him. Now, he's a young kid. Uh, He made me feel extremely old yesterday, saying that he was born in 2001. I'm a millennial, and I feel really old now just hearing that one. But he's trying to be a stand-up comedian, and he said that I should use Wilson Tennis Balls as the sponsor because, obviously, they put the tennis balls on the the little, you know, uh, the little supports and walker there for it. So that's the last time I take a joke from a stand-up comedian for that one. So there you go. There you go. Nancy Pelosi running, (laughs) running for office again. And I don't know why. But you know what? Here's let's extend that, shall we? The depends who's her number one donor for the campaign is going to be much needed after she, you know what, herself when Republicans take ownership of the midterm elections. Thank you. I'll be here for the next 45 minutes. <laughs> uh, big news today that actually is important news. So let's get to that. 
Announcement just a couple hours ago from the U.S. Supreme Court that Steve Bayer, or Stephen Bayer, is officially retiring from the U.S. Supreme Court, meaning there's going to be a vacancy in the U.S. Supreme Court, meaning the Biden administration is going to get to choose a U.S. Supreme Court nominee. Let's see how well that goes. Now, I want you to be very, very clear on this issue. There is never a time in any way, shape, or form when a U.S. Supreme Court justice just decides to retire on their own accord. It doesn't happen. It is always political. It is always timed out properly, unless they die in office, which happened, you know, obviously with a few individuals, but like the last one. But they, when they choose to retire, it is done in a political manner. They're supposed to be an apolitical branch of government. They're supposed to be the judicial branch that just looks at issues, looks at it from a legal perspective, interprets the Constitution in a legal idea, and then gives out an opinion. They're not supposed to be political. They're not supposed to be activists. They're not supposed to have opinions on political issues because they're lawyers and they look at things through a constitutional legal lens. That obviously doesn't happen, and that's a pipe dream that's uh, ended a long time ago because now we have activists all over in federal courts. We have them as judges. We have them on the U.S. Supreme Court to where they come out and say, this is the agenda I'm going to advocate for. This is what I'm going to do as the U.S. Supreme Court justice, and this is what I want to advocate for. And they ask me, how do you feel about gay rights? How do you feel about guns? How do you feel about the economy? How do you feel about executive action? How do you feel about whatever? And then they give an opinion on that, which is really troubling to me because, again, they're not supposed to have an opinion on those things. They look at, look at an issue and say, constitutionally, is this allowed or not allowed? Now, the good news is that Steve Bayer is a very progressive U.S. Supreme Court justice that is not going to really change the court makeup in any way, shape, or form. Because the Biden administration, if they can't get what they want through the legal system, they're going to find a way to change the legal system how democrats work when they start losing the game after setting the rules then they end up changing the rules in mid-game and then that way they can win it's always happened just look at how they try to put retroactive tax increases on individuals in different states and federally hey i know it's kansas where i live here in the flagship state of kansas they did that last year two years ago i think it was last year but it may have been two years ago whatever they came in it was july and they said, by the way, we're short on revenue. We're going to do a retroactive tax increase to where when you file your taxes, you're actually going to owe all of that difference that uh, you didn't pay between January to July. You're going to owe that on your taxes because we really need that tax revenue. So when you get it next year, you're going to pay more in taxes that you didn't actually plan to do. And by the way, we're going to raise your taxes starting next month. That's the kind of stuff that progressives love to do. So, because, again, they want to run, they want to win and do whatever they want to with their agenda, and if they don't get to based on the rules that are currently in play, then they end up changing the rules. That's what's happening with the Supreme Court. They're hoping that they can get another crazy, radical progressive in there, not to change law right now, because obviously it's not going to make a difference with not really changing the makeup. They're obviously going to nominate a very progressive candidate to replace a very progressive candidate that's stepping down. It's not going to change the makeup. What it's going to do, it's going to give them a little bit of a political kudos by pandering to the crazy left-wing progressive radical socialists that have been telling him that the next progressive or the next Supreme Court justice needs to be someone of minority descent, needs to be someone of a, a different gender, needs to be someone of a very progressive ideal, because it's about the identity politics. Politics. Now, look at the track record of the Biden administration really over the last year, but primarily over the last two months. 
They've lost the OSHA mandates for the vaccines. They've lost the federal employee and federal contractor mandates through uh, uh, through the Supreme Court and then through the courts in Texas. They've lost Build Back Better. They've lost the voting bill. They're down five to seven points in the national polls for the midterm elections right now. They need something to give them a boost. Now, instead of, like we've said so many times on the show, instead of recognizing that your policies are failures, you have to double down on your policies, according to Democrats. So what do they do? Is that now this is their prime opportunity to give them a little bit of oomph in the polls by saying that they're going to complete something that was on the agenda. As Jen Psaki has said, that they certainly stand by their campaign pledge to nominate a black woman to the U.S. Supreme Court. Now, the question is, are again, for us conservatives, that's foreign to us. We kind of glaze over when we hear some type of comment like that because we don't care about your gender. We don't care about your political affiliation. We don't care about your skin color. We don't care about your sexual orientation. Are you qualified to do the damn job is really where this comes out to be. But to them, the very first answer that they have to this is guess what uh, Stephen Bayer is going to retire we need to find a replacement hey AOC because now they're getting hounded by the B squad by AOC and Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib and all the other uh, hacks that are trying to be progressives they're the ones out there screaming now hey you better comply with your campaign promise and nominate some type of wild minority Honestly, one of our congresswomen here in Kansas, the one Democrat that is up there, Sharice Davids uh, from the 3rd District of Kansas, that she would be ideal for them, honestly. Not because of her legal mindset, and I'm not talking qualifications here because she's not qualified, she's not a lawyer, but she is a gay Native American boxer. She does boxing on the side, but she is gay and she's Native American and a woman and a boxer. And she would be, she would check all of the boxes of the identity politics for them to say, hey, she's great, get her in office. Get her in the Supreme Court. Is she qualified? Who cares if she's got a legal, you know, if she's actually an attorney or a practicing lawyer? Who cares? She fits the boxes of what we're actually looking for. This is the wild world that we live in today. This is the Biden administration. The very first question is, hey, what's your idea? Who are you looking at? You know, are they qualified? What type of uh, policies are you looking at really trying to enforce here or really trying to tailor there on the Supreme Court? Those are questions that the media should be answering in fa- or should be asking the administration. But in fact, it's not. What they are asking is, hey, you said during the campaign trail you're going to nominate a black woman to the Supreme Court. Are you holding up to that? And the White House's response, we certainly stand by that campaign pledge to nominate a black woman. It's wild. Now, again, it's not going to change the makeup of the Supreme Court. A progressive is stepping down, so that way they can do it. So that's why I thought, why are they doing this now? Because it doesn't help them. If a conservative was stepping down, that would be a major issue, and that was probably some type of political play for them to be bought out or forced to be stepped down for some some reason so they could start reintroducing all of their legislation back into the U.S. Supreme Court that they've lost over the last year, and then they can get a positive reading on it, and then they can go about their business and try and win the uh, policy direction that way, going into a midterm election to say they've done something. But they're not. And again, with a Supreme Court justice... Uh, stepping down. Number one, they stepped down at a time where a progressive is in office so they wouldn't be replaced by a conservative. So it's definitely political. But why now is the big question. And why now is because the Biden administration has gone through two months of massive hits. They're extremely down in the polls, not just for Biden, but for Kamala Harris and for the entire Democrat Party for an election. And they need a little boost right now. And to them, in their warped sense of reality, 
They think that the best way to boost themselves is the only thing that they have right now is to check a little box off of their uh, campaign promises saying that they would nominate a minority woman to the U.S. Supreme Court. So there's a few. Uh, let me see if I can find my story here. If I, I don't know if I lost it or not. Uh, there was a few different candidates. They were looking at apparently three different women on the, oh, here it is. It's on Newsmax and not able to open up the story, but there's a headline on Newsmax where they have three women in consideration right now. Now here's the next question is, are they going to pass through the U.S. Senate? Because right now we have that very tight margin. And if they go too progressive, then it's going to be stopped again. But at the same time, they're going to do everything. They will make sure that they have a unified Democrat voice going into this vote if they end up nominating one of these women to actually uh, move on to the U.S. Supreme Court. They will make sure that Joe Manchin and all the other moderate Democrats are on board with them in a very progressive manner if they want to stay in office for the midterm elections next or the, later on this year. This is their hope. This is the last desperate state. This is them saying we can't get anything else done. Let's at least do this to say we've done something in office that checked off the list from the campaign promises. And to them, that is nominating a wild, radical, progressive minority individual onto the U.S. Supreme Court. Again, I don't care what their gender is or their identification is. Are they qualified for the job? And we know probably without a whole lot of uh, discrepancy that the nominee is not going to be someone who looks at things logically, but who is some type of agenda-driven individual who wants to change the narrative and is going to fit in perfectly in filling in with a progressive current U.S. Supreme Court justice who's stepping down. But it's all they got. So let's see what happens. It'll be interesting to see how they move forward with this. Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online. Helping you defend and preserve this great Republic.
You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back to the program. I am kind of enjoying, got to be honest, there's a little bit of self um, excitement about watching the Democrats squirm when they can't pass any of their agenda. They're very frustrated with their own party. They have such slim majorities. They can ram it through the House all they want to, which is why Nancy Pelosi is feeling very optimistic right now. And, oh, we have a long ways to go, and we've done a lot, but we got so much more to do. And she's optimistic, but when they lose the House coming up in November, then it'll be really interesting to see how she responds. And when she tries to run for your election and then she's in the minority again, she's going to be very angry and bitter as the 81-year-old. And not that it gets older individuals that are in their 80s. I mean, I know a lot that are awesome, but she is kind of a different story. It's not because of her age. It's just because of who she is and uh, who Nancy Pelosi really is. Then you got the Senate side, where we're probably going to take that one as well, by a slim more margin, but I think we're still going to take a majority in the Senate, and we stop everything the Democrats are doing, and we stop Biden dead in his tracks. So the only way that they feel in their eyes that they have to try and boost their poll ratings is to say, let's uh, nominate a minority individual onto the U.S. Supreme Court and then say, hey, we did it, and then try and get in cahoots with the AOCs. I don't know if you recognize or not, but the AOCs and the radical, not just Democrats, but the radical socialist progressive part of the Democrat Party is controlling the strings of that party right now. Nancy Pelosi is losing control, and that's why it kind of surprises me that she's chosen to run for re-election. On the other front, I haven't talked much about it, with the Ukraine and Russia tension right now. But there was a press conference earlier today from our very Secretary of State, Blinken. Hey, Blinken, did you say A. Blinken? No, I say A. Blinken. I said, hey, Blinken. (laughs) Does anybody even get that reference anymore? I'm sorry. I am a fan of Mel Brooks. If you don't know that movie, it's Robin Hood Men in Tights. The hell's wrong with you? Not watching Mel Brooks, man. I tell you, all that stuff's been censored, and that's hilarious. That's funny. The first time I heard that his name was actually Blinken, that was the first thing that popped into mind. None, nonetheless, he spoke today about Russia and a letter that we have sent to Russia uh, talking about our demands and our requests and our negotiations, so that way we can keep things peaceful. The document we've delivered includes concerns of the United States and our allies and partners about Russia's actions that undermine security a principled and pragmatic evaluation of the concerns that Russia has raised and our own proposals for areas where we may be able to find common ground. We make clear that there are core principles that we are committed to uphold and defend, including Ukraine's sovereignty and territorial integrity and the right of states to choose their own security arrangements and alliances. We've addressed the possibility of reciprocal transparency measures regarding forced posture in Ukraine as well as measures to increase confidence regarding military exercises and maneuvers in Europe. Ah, And we address other areas where we see potential for progress, including arms control related to missiles in Europe, our interest in a follow-on agreement to the New START Treaty that covers all nuclear weapons, and ways to increase transparency and stability. Okay, that all sounds great and wonderful and hunky-dory. Just an observation here. Does that sound like a really, really weak guy? I watched him at the podium. And he just looked feeble. He just looked weak and feeble. This is the Secretary of State that's supposed to be negotiating with other nations, with our enemies and with our allies, that's supposed to be the representation of the nation. And he looks almost as weak as Joe Biden does. i got to be honest, I really missed Mike Pompeo. Now, Mike Pompeo was a former congressman here where I'm at right now. He's a good friend of mine. We've had him on the show before as Secretary of State. Didn't get him on a CIA director. I was afraid he'd kill me with whatever he had to talk about. But we got him on a Secretary of State before. He's a great guy, but he was a military guy. He was uh, first in his class with uh, in the military when he graduated. He was 
a massively very stern individual that just doesn't take any crap. This guy, I mean, that's what we need, isn't it? I mean, someone who's going to negotiate with enemies, enemy nations, to make sure things stay peaceful but show that we're not going to mess around and just kind of roll over. That's what we need. This guy, he sounds weak. He looks weak. He acts weak. And what that's what we're doing is, oh, we're just going to send a letter to Russia and just hope that they negotiate with us with their demands. Come on. Good golly. Congressman Bob Ladder, we sat down with him earlier today. We'll play that interview when we come back here on the program for The Voice of Reason, 5th Congressional District of Ohio. We'll get his thoughts on some of this and more when we come back on a midweek celebration here on The Voice of Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into The Voice of Reason. Super excited to have this guy back on the program. It's been a while since we've chatted with him uh, as we wrapped up 2021. And now we're kicking off a brand new year and the shenanigans going on in Washington, D.C. He is the congressman for the 5th Congressional District in the great state of Ohio. It's Congressman Bob Latta with us here. Congressman, how are you, my friend? Excellent. Good morning. How are you? I am doing great. It's great to talk to you as always. Uh, We are definitely kicking off the new year with a bang. We've had a lot of legislation. Democrats are 0-2 right now trying to pass the Build Back Better plan, trying to pass the voter rights bill, haven't been able to get rid of the filibuster in the Senate. We officially hit one year of the Biden administration in office, and I really want to start with that one. Is In that first year, obviously there hasn't been a whole lot of legislation passed. It's been more executive orders and executive action through the Biden administration, but overall... Uh, I mean, Biden's poll numbers are down. What's your take on the first year of the Biden administration, and where have we come in the last year? Well, you know, it's been uh, pretty disastrous for the country, is the best way to say it. You know, when you think about, first of all, inflation being at 7%, which is a 40-year high, 40-year high. And then you think about uh, Americans out there that were getting uh, some pay increases over the past year, but actually they've seen their overall uh, wealth and uh, go down. And also, when you think about uh, those paychecks, it's really, they're down two point, about 2.4%. So, you know, it's a, it's a variety of factors. Uh, you know, the administration and the Democrats can't try to keep spending is all they can do. You know, last year, they passed that $1.9 trillion package, which they called labeled COVID relief, but only about 9% went to COVID. 
And, you know, where, where's the rest of the money at? And, and now they're saying they need more money for COVID. But, uh, you know, it's uh, just their typical spend, spend, spend. And, you know, then with the president, uh, you know, last year killing the Keystone XL pipeline on the first day he's in office, that's 850,000 barrels of oil coming to the United States from Canada every day. Those 11 or 11,000 uh, really high paying uh, uh, construction jobs on the Keystone were eliminated, you know, with a stroke of a pen. And, you know, we, this country had been seeing that we were getting, uh, energy, hopefully self-independent here. You know, when you think about that, we could outproduce Saudi Arabia, we could outproduce Russia on any given day in oil production, becoming the number one producer of natural gas in the world. But what's the president do? Well, he puts more and more restrictions on our companies out there. It's going to make it tougher for them to do that. And at the same time, he turns around and takes the sanctions off what they call Nord Stream 2, which is that natural gas line coming in from Russia into Europe. And the president, that's okay. And, uh, you know, here in the Midwest, especially in Ohio and Michigan, uh, we're having a problem with what they call Line 5. And the governor of Michigan wants to shut down Line 5, which is about a $5 billion uh, line in uh, economic uh, income for us all in this area and thousands and thousands of jobs. But, uh, you know, here we go. And then you think about the Ukraine. You know, the Russians only know one thing. How do, how do you uh, work with them? Well, you got to show strength. When the president killed the Keystone XL, when he approved taking off the sanctions of Nord Stream 2, when you think of the president then, uh, uh, you know, saying, you know, in a speech, well, maybe a limited invasion, you know, what what in the world? You know, I've never, I've never heard of anything like this. So, you know, when you, from everything from... Uh, you know, trying to get uh, the nationalization of our elections, and thank heavens, you know, they, they, they held in the Senate to prevent that from happening. But it's just one thing after another, and you wonder why the president's poll numbers are down in the 30s. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it, you you mentioned an inflation rate hitting 7% year over year, and it's going to continue to climb. We saw a story that inflation's not even going to start going down until next year. So we have another year to battle through some of this. Between the lack of energy independence, when we're going into a cold season, I'm really worried about another uh, February like we hit last year where we saw negative 20-degree temperatures and, and cold plants that weren't allowed to open back up. That's going to be a cause for concern. They say that the economy's back on track, but yet people aren't necessarily spending on more things, they're spending more money on the same goods because they have to just try and survive and, and get what they can. It's a disaster all around. The big question is, how does the Biden administration come back? Yet, every time they've made a loss, they don't try to retract it and try and do something popular to, that would gain them in the polls. They double down and they try and say, well, it's because we weren't able to pass it fast enough. Uh, when we see the child tax credit that, that ended at the end of the year that they're still trying to ram through, this voting bill because they're concerned about the poll ratings right now into a midterm election, they don't seem to get the concept that we need to grow and change policy direction. They just try to double down and find a new way to do it. Well, you're absolutely right, because, again, when you uh, look what uh, the president's done and what he says or what you think he said, because the very next day the White House says, what the president mean to say when he's out there talking is this. <laughs> And uh, But one of the things you need to look at is the number of retirements that are now happening in the House of Representatives. You know, we're well over two dozen uh, Democrats saying they're not coming back. Another Democrat from Tennessee with over 30 years in the House announced that he's not coming back. And so, you know, these people are starting to all see the handwriting on the wall. 
They don't want to be in the minority. They don't want to lose their, their gavels uh, and have to sit there like we have to, unfortunately, and listen to the stuff that they're coming through with. But, you know, what we said is, hey, uh, Mr. President, you know, we said from day one, let's let's try to work together. But uh, there has been no cooperation, no willingness to work together. And you think that when you have a 50-50 tie in the Senate and only have a five-seat majority in the House, they're acting like they've got... Uh, uh, vast majorities in both of the houses and think that the American people want that. It's just like, no, uh, they have completely misread the American people. And, but they just think that, uh, you know, they're, they're socialists and socialists think that uh, their way is the only way and socialism and democracy don't go very well hand in hand. And they're just taking us down that road to the destruction of our economy. And uh, it's uh, it's scaring a lot of people now. Yeah. Have you heard from your end on the House side of them trying to do another version of the Build Back Better plan or at least tying it into maybe a COVID stimulus again or at least trying the uh, child tax credit, a.k.a. the universal basic income that they try to do for a monthly paycheck to individuals? Are they trying to find a new way to put that onto the floor and pass that again? Well, what you've heard from a lot of the uh, rank-and-file Democrats, they said, look, that Build Back Better it was a disaster form. It's not going anywhere. And that they're saying, you know what we need to do is try to pass uh, smaller things so we can say, oh, look, we've, we've passed different pieces of legislation out there. But, uh, you know, things that the American people are watching, you know, and one of the things that they could regulate and, and stop ever having uh, put up again are those gas prices, you know, that people drive by every, every time they buy, drive by a gas station, you know. Your prediction is that we could be over four dollars a gallon by the end of the year, and again, uh, you know, people, you know, you can't you can't go out and buy a, a new car. You can't buy a new truck. Uh, used car prices are up around forty percent. I mean, it's just it, when you look at the cost that people are, are facing out there, you go to the grocery store. You know, when when in our history, remember, you go to the grocery store and you find shelves that aren't stocked. When you find, you know, you look offshore and, you know, they had 75 to 100 ships that couldn't come in. You know, what, what's this president doing? How is he leading? And he's not. Uh, you know, I can't even say he's leading from behind because he's not even in, he's not even in the game. So, uh, you know, the American people also know that, uh, that uh, on drug overdoses, we went over 100,000 people dying last year from drug overdoses. A lot of this is attributed to his policies of letting uh, everybody come across that border. You know, they interdicted over uh, 6,000 pounds of fentanyl. That's enough fentanyl to kill every American seven times over. And what's this president doing about Absolutely nothing. Yeah, absolutely nothing. I'm glad you went there on the immigration side of it. We just saw a headline yesterday that the Department of Justice under the Biden administration had made the comment that they're in support of many of Trump's policies when it came to immigration. And at the same time, now that we've seen another headline of near 40,000 immigrants just like disappearing in the country, we have no clue where they are, where they went, that now we're talking about electronic trackers that try and keep track of these individuals that are coming into the country. There's a way simpler process to do this, isn't there, Congressman? I mean, instead of trying to electronically track individuals that we can't find once they just disappear in the country, we could, oh, I don't know, maybe not have them come into the country until we actually vet them, process them, and do it the right way. Well, you're absolutely correct, because again, you know, President Trump listened to Border Patrol, and when I was down there in, in 2018, uh, I was meeting with the same people that were briefing the president, and that, uh, you know, they said, hey, look, give us give us the ability to put up these barriers. And they didn't call them, you know, uh, a wall from 
east to west across the United States. He said, this, let us put up with barriers where we know we need them. Yeah. And by doing that, we can stop 95%, 95% of the traffic coming into this country. And we're not just talking about a couple of countries. You're talking about you know, over 160 countries that they're, that they're stopping now when these people come in to find out where they're from. You know, when, when Chinese are coming across the southern border, you know, I want you to explain to me, why does a Chinese have to pay fifty to $70,000 to a human trafficker to get them in the United States? What's going on? So, you know, we've got uh, an issue there that uh, if the president would have listened, which he did not, because he's, I guess he's, he's all-knowing, you know, uh, like Johnny Carson when he used to uh, do his uh, thing where he put the envelope to his head and he'd give you the answer, then he'd read what the question is. Yeah. But uh, but this, this is what we're getting into is a guy that thinks he's, he knows it all. But the problem is not only doesn't he know it all, he's got to have his White House every time he's out there speaking say, well, this is what he meant to say, or you misinterpreted what he said. And it's just like, no, we all heard what he said. All right, that was Congressman Bob Latter from the 5th Congressional District of Ohio. I always appreciate chatting with him. He's a great friend. We've, we get him on about a monthly basis to get an update from Washington, D.C. And here's the kicker, just like usual when we interview him, that interview goes another, like, maybe 10, 15 minutes longer than what we're able to air on the program here. So what we're going to do, like usual, is when we upload the show uh, as a podcast at the end of the broadcast, we're also going to uh, upload his interview as an additional special feature that's the extended interview of everything we talked about that's the entire 20 minute plus interview that we did with him so if you want to listen to all of it and he's always got some great insight on stuff find us subscribe to us on any of your favorite podcasting sites spotify amazon plus tune in google play whatever you like to use we're on there for the voice of reason with andy hoosier subscribe listen to both of them and get his entire interview right there the voice of reason with andy hoosier Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier Holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online. Helping you defend and preserve this great republic.
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. The show really almost done already. Good golly, it flies right on by. I don't care what anybody says. This is the fastest hour of radio on radio. Multiple stations, multiple TV stations, live streaming, podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening. We appreciate you. Love you to death. Thank you for allowing us to continue to grow as we do. By the way, I want to remind you, we are getting closer to the end of the month, which means our newsletter is going to be coming out soon. I'm thinking the end of next week. I know that like the first is on a Tuesday. I don't like to send it in the middle of the week. We're going to do it at the end of the week. So we may do it Friday or Saturday, or we may do it Monday this coming up week. Not quite sure yet, but you have an opportunity to sign up. Just go to our website, HoosierReason.com. That's H-O-O-S-E-R Reason.com. You can sign up. It'll pop up. Say, do you want to be a Hoosier-holic? You say yes. Type in your email. Completely free. We don't spam you all the time. We literally send you a welcome email, and then we send you a once-a-month email that has our monthly blog on it. It has our topical discussions. It has updates on the show, some of the guests we've had on the show for the next uh, for the last month. We have some civic holidays, a little mojo of like a hoorah, feel-good little blurb on there, the latest with the Hoosier Media Network and all the stuff we're working on. A lot of really cool content, and we appreciate it as every single month we've had a lot of new people jump on. There's, uh, we're going on just over two years of doing this newsletter now, and there's not been a single month where we haven't gotten uh, at least a few new people to sign up for it every month. So that's awesome. We love it. We appreciate you very much. Just go to the website again, HoosierReason.com, H-O-O-S-E-R. It's like the state of Indiana with the with the I, the Hoosiers, except there's no I. H-O-O-S-E-R, Reason.com, and sign up for that newsletter. Become the latest Hoosier-holic. Thanks again to Congressman Bob Ladder coming on the show from the 5th District of Ohio. That's the area where I grew up. In his district, I went. Uh, I grew up as a kid there. I went to college in that area. I helped campaign for him. I don't think I've told this story in a while, and for a lot of our new listeners, they're probably not aware. I, I actually helped Congressman Bob Latta get into office unintentionally one time, and we became really good friends thereafter. I was in college. I was a freshman in college getting involved with the College Republicans, and for many of you that know, College Republicans, really the purpose of the College Republican organization on campuses all over the nation is really to help with the grassroots campaigning for candidates in the local area. To be able to use the college labor, the young kids, to go out and do the door knocking, to do the phone banks, to help get candidates elected anywhere from like the county commissioners and city councilmen all the way up to congressional races. Uh, Well, Bob Latta had been in office for a while, and I didn't know much about him at the time. I just knew that he had been there for a while, and he was Republican. But I said, you know what, I'm going to try and honestly campaign for his opponent. And at that time, it was a guy by the name of Steve Buehrer, And he was a guy, a longtime farmer or something in the community. I don't know. But I wanted to campaign for him. I helped out. Well, during the campaign, as a volunteer to the campaign of Steve Buehrer in the primaries, I got a call from a organization that shall not be named because they probably don't like me. But they're overall a relatively conservative organization that helps a lot of conservative groups around the country. So I'm not going to say the name. But I, I, they called me up and said, "Hey, we'll pay you a hundred bucks if you get some information from the city when he used to be like a city councilman or something. Send us the data. We'll pay you a hundred bucks." 
said, all right, cool. I did it. I sent it to them. They never paid me. Apparently, though, how they had done it, and I, I don't even quite know how it was done before, but how they had worked with me and got this information was illegal with campaign finance laws because they're not allowed to uh, reach out and contact the people on the campaign. So what they did with me was apparently illegal and broke campaign finance laws. I was not aware of that. I had mentioned just to the chairman of the college Republicans at the time that, uh, hey, I worked for this group. I sent them this information. They never paid me. Like, what the heck? And he said, Andy, they, they can't happen. So we went to the papers and it blew up on a front page headline news story back in the day. Then it destroyed that candidate's chances of even winning against Bob Latta, which I don't know if he had a chance or not. Uh, I don't know what the polls were looking like at that time. I don't remember. But blew that guy's chances. He backed out of the race. Bob Latta obviously won and he's been there since. And at that time, I met Bob Latta and he said, hey, thanks for coming out and talking about this and everything. And we became really good friends. Years later, I get into radio. I reach out to him again and say, hey, remember me. Let's get you on the show. And for about a year now, two years, we've had him on the show about every single month with an update from D.C. He's a great guy. He's a great fighter. And we really appreciate everything he does in D.C. So I'm really glad that uh, being the young fresh freshman who was a little green uh, chose the wrong guy and helped destroy that guy's campaign. So that, <laughs> that's fantastic. There we go. So now we got Bob Latta. He's rocking it. There's a lot of great stuff coming out of Ohio. We got Jim Jordan, obviously, in the district right above Bob Latta. We got Latta. Not the biggest fan of Ohio's governor, but we'll work on that one. It's better than John Kasich. <laughs> that guy. Good riddance. He's gone. So Mike DeWine, we'll deal with it. We'll get it up there. So, hey, got a lot of family still in Ohio. Got a lot of people out there. We're going to continue to focus on politics there as well. Until then. That does it for us today. Podcast up in just a little bit. The special edition extra podcast with the entire extended version of the interview with Congressman Bob Latta will be up there as well. We'll put that up in just a little bit. Until then, be your own voice of reason. Get active. Be that catalyst in your community. Make the phone calls. Knock on the doors. Help the campaigns out. Get them in there to make the changes that you want done. That's the American way. Until then, I'm Andy Hoosier. This is The Voice of Reason. We'll see you on the radio tomorrow. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.